Welcome. Thank you so much for tuning in. We are so excited to have you here. We hope you're having an awesome week. And regardless of when you're listening to this, we hope it adds value to your journey. And if it does add value, it would mean the world to us if you would share with a friend or to rate and review our show. It makes a big difference. Well, today is the second of a two-part unedited series about chaos. And as we talked about in the last episode, our lives feel chaotic. Cole just became a dad again, having a second baby girl. Congratulations, Cole and Kate. Super excited for you guys. Um, you guys are awesome, awesome parents. It's going to be amazing. And uh, and for me, life also feels chaotic. I've been away more than I've been home in the last month and a half. And the next month and a half is well, it's kind of the same thing. So needless to say, life is chaotic for us. And it's a mess. But we're not alone in this. As I'm talking about life is chaotic and it's stressful, I've had a lot of people reach out since that last episode and they'll, and they'll say, Travis, that hits home because our life feels chaotic. And this is one of those seasons, early summer, that's a normal season of chaos, as is back to school in August. Everybody's looking to get their last travel in and transition into the new lifestyle and the new rhythm. That's chaotic. Holidays with all of the food and the travel and the get-togethers and the presents and all that. That's also stressful and chaotic. So we will, we will individually have chaotic seasons in our life, but there are also seasons culturally that just are more chaotic. And when life gets chaotic, we naturally slip on certain areas of life, with finances being at the top of the list. I spend a lot of time with clients who are losing their grip on finances because the season feels intense. It feels too chaotic. And, the, it, it, and to an extent, this is inevitable. This is going to happen. But what we do about it is what matters. It is inevitable that life is going to feel chaotic at times and the inclination is that you're going to slip on your finances. But it doesn't have to impact you negatively. So today, I want to talk about the six things that we can do to keep a grip on our finances even when life is chaotic. And it's not if this is going to happen. It's when. It is going to happen. Many of my clients are dealing with right now. I'm personally dealing with this right now. And I have a feeling a lot of you are or soon will be dealing with this. So I think today's episode really applies to all of us because we're all going to be there if we're not already there. So, number one, what do we do? Six steps on how to keep control of our finances when life gets chaotic. Number one. We can't stop budgeting. The gut reaction people have is, my life's too crazy to budget. Either I don't have time to budget, or because of travel and everything, you think to yourself, there's no point in budgeting because my life looks different, or there's no point in budgeting because I'm not even going to have a chance to fulfill the promises I make to myself. Please don't do that. That last reason I gave of just knowing 
you're not going to live up to what you promised yourself, that's the entry point to screwing your finances up in a, in a big way. If you're conceding defeat and saying, I don't even want to try because I already know I'm going to screw this up, that's a bad tell. We don't want to get there. So we can't stop budgeting. In fact, I would say we need to lean harder into budgeting. If life feels chaotic, we need to spend a little bit more time. By a little bit more time, I mean it might take you five more minutes to do your budget. But we need to think about, okay, we're going to be traveling here, and we're going to be going to this event, and we have these registration fees coming up. We need to be able to to lock in what's coming. Or maybe it's wedding season, and we need to, okay, we need to buy these wedding gifts, and we need to be able to really think about all the things that are coming at us this month and plan for them. That's very important. So we don't want to stop budgeting. We want to lean a little bit harder into budgeting. Number two. We don't want to mask the stress of the chaos with spending. Let's call it retail therapy. When we humans feel stressed or feel the pressure or feel the burden, one of the things that we, we instinctively do is we go and spend money to make ourselves feel better. And it does make us feel better in that very moment. Going and blowing some money does give us that euphoric feeling in the moment. That is true. But as we kind of meander forward, it actually adds to the stress and the chaos because we're putting a little bit more pressure on ourselves. So we want to make sure that when we're spending money, we're not spending it because of the stress. We're not making instinctive purchases, impulsive purchases, because we're stressed. That usually doesn't go well. We do things we regret. We do things we, we, we wouldn't have done otherwise. We do things that dishonor the budget. And the budget is the promise that you made to yourself. So you're not dishonoring some financial gods. You're dishonoring yourself and the promise that you made to yourself because you deserve it. Number three, while we shouldn't mask our stress with spending, when life feels chaotic, I always encourage people to give themselves a little bit more margin for fun spending. For example, I encourage a little bit extra personal spending. When things feel chaotic, people's natural instinct is to say, okay, let's shrink our personal spending. Let's shrink our dining out. Let's shrink these fun things because we need to make sure that we're, we're staying on the straight and narrow. And I always say, no, if anything, we expand them. If anything, we spend a little bit more dining out. We need that release valve. If anything, we spend a little bit more on personal spending. We need the release valve. Because again, our gut will say, let's mask our stress with spending. The spending itself isn't bad. It's the dishonoring of your plan and of the promise you made to yourself that's bad. So in, when you're in a chaotic season, you might just give yourself a little bit more margin. Give yourself a little bit more room 
that'll take the tension off a little bit, but you're doing it within the context of your plan. Number five. I should say number four. That's why this is unedited. Number four. We need to stay up to date on our tracking. Anybody who's doing budgeting well is tracking along the way. It does you no good to budget and then just live your life and then track it after the month is over to see what, how you did. That doesn't do you any good because the point of a budget is to have control. You don't have control if you don't have awareness as you're living your life. But tracking takes a little bit of time. It takes some work. It takes some intentionality. And when we're living in a chaotic season, we might just not find the time to track or we just don't think about it. It's just out of sight, out of mind because we have bigger fish to fry. So it's important that we find the opportunities to track when we can. We don't want to lose sight of where we're at in the budget. I can tell you firsthand, my wife and I's worst budgeting months are the ones where we don't track as well during the month and we lose sight of, of where we're at and we overspend unintentionally on categories. And it's usually our kids or it's dining out. Those are the two main ones, kids and dining out. If we're not tracking well, we will lose sight of those two categories and we will implode them. It's important that we know where we stand. Number five, we need to redefine success. We all have goals. We all have things that we're pursuing. We have things that we know we're trying to get to. But when life gets crazy and it's intense and it's chaotic, we might need to temporarily redefine what does success mean. We may have a few months of the year where success doesn't mean progress. Success actually means keeping the train on the tracks. And just know that's okay. That's why we budget every month because every month we need to have different, different objectives, different definitions of success. My wife and I, and I'm just going to keep going back to my own situation because I, I believe in transparency and, and I believe in story. There was a, a few months ago, we had several things that popped up on us quickly, financially. And our goal was just keep it, keep it together, meet, make ends meet financially so that next month will be better. Sometimes that's the definition of success. We need to be able to redefine success. I've had clients that they're investing XYZ and giving XYZ and saving XYZ and, and this, is their, this is what they want. Well, something happens. Let's just say a kid breaks his arm, which actually happened to us recently, but a client, they had their, their kid broke an arm and they knew that they were going to be out six grand in medical, they knew a $6,000 bill was coming. And so for two months, their investing and their saving had to take a back seat 
because they needed to figure out how are they going to pay for this broken arm. And they had to redefine success in those months. Success that quickly became, let's pay for these medical bills without going into debt. That's where they were at. And then they did. But initially they had a lot of guilt because they weren't making the progress on their savings and their investing that they were hoping to. And I'm grateful that they didn't sacrifice their giving, but there were sacrifices along the way. They had to redefine what success was given their circumstances. Number six, give yourself some grace. When life feels chaotic, it's hard. And it's hard enough because of the chaos, we don't need to compound the hard by beating ourselves up, by demeaning ourselves, by injecting a bunch of self-talk into the mix. Some seasons are what they are. And we're not going to be perfect. When life is this crazy and intense, it's not going to be perfect. Give yourself some grace on that. And I find when people give themselves grace, and whether this is a client or whether this is my wife and I personally, when we give ourselves grace during the chaotic seasons, I find that we bounce back quicker. A mistake is made or this month didn't go the way we wanted to. When we give ourselves grace, we can quickly rebound and get it right the next month or the next week. When we don't give ourselves grace, we spiral. That's a very common human trait. When we're not giving ourselves grace and and our expectations are high and if we don't meet them, we just beat ourselves up, that creates a spiral effect that will drive us into the ground. And that can get ugly. Psychologically, people really struggle with that. You don't have to. You don't have to. I'm asking you not to. Don't spiral. Give yourselves grace. So those are the six things. Don't stop budgeting. Don't mask your stress and your chaos with your spending. Give yourself some extra margin to to spend during that season. Stay up to date on your tracking. Know where you're at along the way. Redefine what does success mean in this month or this season. And give yourself some grace along the way. And if we do those six things, we can reduce the stress and the chaos in our life. We can't, we can't eliminate all of, all of it, but we can eliminate the finances from adding to it. And we can, we can get more unity with our partner if, if we have a partner. And we can see our way through this and make it out in one piece. And when we do, we can look back and we can be grateful. We can be proud of ourselves for how we handled it. And we can get back to business. And always remember, meaning over money, always. That's all I have for today. If you'd like to reach us outside of the podcast, we would love to hear from you. You can find us on LinkedIn. You can find us on Facebook, TikTok, YouTube. You can find my daily blog. The link is in the show notes. 
you can come sign up for that. Have that delivered to your inbox each morning. And we would love to, we would love your questions and your input, your feedback. We'd even love your criticism. We love to know what you're thinking about the show, about the content, about where we're going with this. Because when, when, when you share that with us, we can get better. And so thank you for everybody who provides that feedback. Take care, guys.